This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to the World According to Wikipedia, the podcast that explores the weird, wonderful and baffling world of Wikipedia, the people who write it and what makes them tick, with me, Fanula, and me, Rebecca. In this episode, we will talk to Sandister Tay, the Wikimedian of the Year 2020. Yes, the Wikimedian of the Year Award was established in 2011 by Jimmy Wales, the co-founder of Wikipedia, with the aim of recognising the exceptional work of individuals within the Wikimedia movement. Hmm. So is there kind of like a specific criteria for that or something that you have to achieve in order to get that? Not as such. Um, And there's no formal nomination procedure for this award either. So Jimmy, along with others and now previous award winners, look for people who stand out in the community. As well as that, perhaps they also ask around for suggestions of people who are making an outstanding contribution, but often without actually alluding to the award itself. So it's not like they're going, who do you think should be Wikipedia of the Year? They're just like, who do you think is really kind of cool or doing something really interesting in your community so that Obviously, they get a little bit of visibility outside mm. of their own their own bubble, uh, which means that people have been awarded it based on many different sorts of Wikimedia and other aligned forms of activism. Yeah, that is interesting. And so I, I presume that kind of makes it a, a title that's hard to game. Like you can't kind of actively campaign to be Wikimedian of the Year because it's not that kind of award. Yeah, I don't know if anybody in the movement said I would go so far as to probably say that it's probably impossible uh, to do that. And I very much doubt anyone named since 2011 knew it was coming. It always seems to be a massive surprise to the people who are awarded it. And in previous years, there have been honourable mentions as well. So that obviously acknowledges that there's lots of work happening in all sorts of different contexts all across the world. Yeah, that seems like a really nice way of letting people know that their work has been noticed, that they're doing something. Oh, definitely. Agreed. Good for the community. And yeah, I like it. Cool. And now for this episode's random rule. It is expressly forbidden for editors to go to war with each other. Yeah. No pistols at dawn. Uh, not on Wikipedia articles anyway. I mean, what you do in your own spare time is entirely up to yourself if you're the dueling sort, I suppose. Uh, what I'm referring to here is the concept of an edit war, where two or more uh, editors will reverse or remove each other's edits from a specific article a number of times in a row. And that number is three, which is also known as the three RR or the three revert rule. Hmm. So once you go past three, it's an edit it's war. It's a war. Yeah. And I... Presume that while this is, as you say, expressly forbidden or at least strongly discouraged, there probably has been a history of these kind of spats on Wikipedia. It strikes me as the type of environment where this might happen so much that there has to now be not a rule in place. 
exactly. And we are specifically talking about English. I mean, this sort of behavior is discouraged on all Wikipedias, but is very much a, an English language Wikipedia thing. And it has a long and storied history at this point. Some of them, as you'd imagine, have roots in quite complex histories. So should the article be called Derry or London Derry, for example? Derry. Others um, are where, well, which it is at the moment, it is Derry. Uh, others are where somebody's nationality could be interpreted in different ways based on what sources you use. So this comes up quite a bit also in relation to historical LGBTQ articles, how somebody actually interpreted their own life mm. experience, especially if they didn't state it explicitly anywhere. But others are far more ridiculous. Like, what do you call someone who lives with a cat? Are they an owner? A guardian? A fur parent? Or can you even claim ownership over a cat at all? And depending on the laws where you are, perhaps not. They're seen as a free-roaming animal, so Mm. nobody owns them legally. It definitely strays into the ludicrous at times. Hmm. With cats, obviously, you're none of those. You're their servant. That's clearly the case. Um, but besides which, have you any particular favourite uh, edit war stories? Well, to be honest, I do love I do love the cat one. But mm. another good one for an Irish flavour uh, is: Should you two be referred to as an Irish band, given that two of the members were born in England or in Britain? Should it be an Irish and British band? That one, I have to say, was relatively short lived. Uh, for now, I hmm. So this one is a tricky one. Because, yes, two members of the band do come from outside of these shores, this particular shore. But also Bono's personality is so big. It just overrides. That it overrides everything. Just, you know, dwarfs all other parts. I don't know. I, so the I'm discussion going- would have ranged from, you know, are we talking about the nationality of all the members? Are we talking about the nationality of the, the main member, where it was founded? Mm. How they do they refer to themselves in Irish, as an Irish band? Should we just call them U2 is a rock band? Remove all uh, nationality from that lead section. But in the end, the people were just, they were just like, oh, for God's sake, like an all popular country, they're, they're referred to as an Irish band. This is just yeah. ridiculous. This is pedantry for pedantry's sake, basically. And I would say that, you know, for every single article that has a war like this, um, there tends to be like, especially with, say, Derry, London Derry, like an uneasy consensus has come to kind of, as I've said before, where nobody is really happy, but there is some kind of arbitration takes place. So in the case of Derry, London Derry, the decision was made that whatever the city council referred to the area, the municipal, the city mm-hmm. as, that's what the Wikipedia article would be called. So it's changed over the years. It was previously Londonderry and now it's Derry because the politics of the of the local county council changed. Okay. So it is okay. now official Derry. So if it changes again, the Wikipedia article will also be renamed. Gotcha. I mean, and that makes sense as well because you are you're referring to a secondary um sort of uh, source. It's not a Wiki- Wikipedia isn't your source, it's it is the council. So that makes perfect sense. Although every time you say Derry, London Derry, I just have Michael's Fry. Michael Fry's song, Derry, London, Derry, Derry, London, Derry, going in my head, which I will link to in the show notes because it's a, it's insanely good. Yeah. It's a banger. It, it also shows that Wikipedians don't or strive not to see themselves as the arbitrators of these things, mm. you know, that they look to the outside source uh, or is, you know, whatever way it's weighted. And that's why that this sort of behaviour where there isn't a discussion and you just arbitrarily go in and start reverting other people's edits based on a, a form of pedantry that you have 
is not encouraged because there should always be discussion and kind of, you know, go to somebody's talk page and say, well, why did you change Mm. such and such when it has been X for X amount of time or whatever it is. So yeah, that's why it's just seen as poor, poor wiki etiquette. Very good. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey. And me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. We are now going to talk to Sandister about being named Wikimedian of the Year in 2020 and her year's work in the Wikimedia movement. My name is Sandista Tay. I am Ghanaian. My mom is Ghanaian. I live in Accra, Ghana, and I am Wikimedian of the Year, 2020-2021. I will describe myself as a media person. That's it. I have held multiple roles in media, specifically traditional media, that's broadcast, radio and TV. And I also have a specialty in helping traditional media brands um, use digital media because now that's what's on. So helping traditional media brands make a transition into either hybrid or digital first modes of publishing. So that's what I usually um, do when I'm embedded with a media house. And um, I'm currently working with the Wikimedia Foundation as the community relations specialist for the anti-harassment tools team. And so media has taken, um, I would say a backseat uh, for now. And I, I, I would only get involved in on a consultancy basis, I should say. Very interesting. But my, yes, when it comes to my work in the movement, I am a co-founder of Wikimedia Ghana user group the first user group of um, Wikimedians or a group that attempted to build community or a community or communities around Wikimedia or Wikipedia editing south of the Sahara. I should say one of the very earliest groups that that sprung up in Africa, south of the Sahara. That was way back in 2012. I'm a co-founder of that group. And I think, yes, that's pretty much it. Wow. So I, I didn't realize that about uh, the group in Ghana being one of the first uh, sub-Saharan ones. That's very, that's very cool and very exciting. Yes. So how, yeah, how did you get involved? How did that happen? How did you get, how did it happen that you became one of the co-founders of, of that group? I had just left a project I was doing at the time in 2012, somewhere in August, and someone tweeted at me, actually, the invite to edit Wikipedia and also join a group known as Planning. No, a group that was actually hoping to build a community of Wikipedians in Ghana. Someone from that team reached out to me on Twitter and that was how 
started for me. I accepted the invitation. I realized that the, you know, there were individuals who were just interested in that already listed on one of the meta pages. So I added myself, I created an account, and then I just started to edit. But somewhere along the line, it was, it was now just learning to edit Wikipedia and also teaching others to edit. And out of that was spring a more solid community. That, that was the order back in the day. So through that, I became one of the three people that signed for the trademarks to use Wikipedia logos and other things in Ghana um, to brand what we do, I should say. And then we wanted to build a chapter, but we were told that that takes time. So we went to, into user group and then before we, 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 we became a, a legal entity. So through that, I was part of the most active people on the team and, and getting involved at that level. By the time that we had a recognized affiliate by AFCOM, I was one of the co-founders of that, of that affiliate. It's interesting because I think most people think it happens you know, the other way around. You're an editor and you gravitate towards community. But in your case, there was kind of an active drive to, to grow their community. So somebody reached out to you and then the editing came, came afterwards. Yes, yes. I, I see it like that because my, my journey was, it happened side by side. So first, my earliest memory of that tweet, like my memories of that tweet wasn't all about just editing Wikipedia, but I think it also had, that invite was also to build a community because the moment I got into, imagine, like I started editing, I think somewhere in August, 2012. At the same time, I, I was also actively sending word around to people that I knew to join us build a community. So for me, it was uh, some kind of parallel development. Even before I knew what I was doing, I was already also advocating for a community here. And by December, we were already, I think, getting our first grant to do more outreach. So for me, my, my, my progress, or I should say my journey was like parallel. I'm learning on one side and I'm also thinking community building on the other side at the same time. That feels familiar to me from talking to people who are not, say, based within the United States or not within, you know, the United Kingdom or, or, you know, strongly associated with the Anglophone world. I think that community element yeah. is very important for a lot of people around the world, kind of outside of the more dominant cultures uh, of Wikipedia up until now, that there is that hand in hand as yes. opposed to being a little bit individual, a little bit siloed, editing yourself and then finding the community piece later on. So it's, it's really fascinating. Yes. Um, I have, I mean, I heard about Wikimedians that sounded like the Wagonians who did not really lend themselves to, or were not really interested in community building. If not, I would have met them in the community. Mm -hmm. They preferred to be in the background. I knew of Ghanaians who were great editors, experienced editors, even before I came, but they, I never saw much of them with the, within the community building. I think that some Wikimedians are just also really interested in building communities. It's just a thing. I think maybe it's individual and how they feel. But um, there are also people who would be so excited to join the community, but would never edit. So I guess, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, 
it's just a Wikimedia movement observation and observation you can make about our movement. Yeah, we are we we are very varied community. Yeah, yes. and you know it's not yeah. one one size fits all, and people bring different different strengths and, and different priorities to it. Um, but I think from from the outside to think, yeah, that you're not that that, that evolution. I think probably isn't the one that most people would would associate uh, with with a Wikipedian. Yeah. Um, so you know, we flash forward to to, to 2020, and you're announced yeah. uh, as the Wikimedian of the Year. Um, what, what was that like? It, it feels just like it happened yesterday. Uh, it was real joy. I'm not one of those people who is particularly excited about things in life, <laughs> but that impressed me. the 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 person in me that cannot be impressed that impressed me that I actually made it there and I got it there and I wasn't even expecting it because a lot of times when you hear that somebody's Wikimedian of the year, you don't even know them. And if you, if you know them, probably you might've met them at the Wikimania or something. I've never really paid attention to that title, but a Ghanaian had won it a couple of years ago, Felix Nate. So um, that brought it closer. Like the concept of what a Wikimedian of the year is that sort of brought it closer. And so I know of what it is. I even know someone that, ha that has won it. But me, that was really, um, it, was, it was a different experience altogether. And I remember my mother telling me that, see, now there's something to be happy about in life, to, to make you high on life, because, you know, you're usually very flat. <laughs> but this, this, should, this should kick you up, like, in, in so many ways. So it's it's it means more to me or it meant more to me at that time than a community award for work done in the community. I think it, it went deeper than that. I can't explain, but it, it went deeper than that. And joy is the word that I could, I can use. I was really joyful, like surprised in a good way. Anytime I think about it, it's still joy. I feel and yay, I want something. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really it's really lovely way of, of describing it. Um, did you have much of a sense or, you know, of why uh, why you were selected? Um, like, what is the work that, you know, was kind of called out between yeah. 2012 and, and 2020? What was it that um, drew the selectors to you? I have been, uh, having been a Wikimedian of the year, I now know that it's quite a process. It's quite a process because I also got to participate in the choosing of the Wikimedian of the Year 2021. So now I get the sense that it's about people who you've done something that they just like advocating for you. You don't get there by yourself. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's people recognizing you that she has done something, he has done something, they have done something. And I think they should be on that list. And then you, the other people who get to decide can now carry on and make their own decisions. But who makes it on that list? I think it's the people in the community who advocate for you, the people who are actively engaged in the community and, and you've done something that they liked, that they found useful, you've been useful. And if it's about being useful, I think that naturally, wherever I find, I find myself, being resourceful, being like a spring, 
giving is something that I take very seriously. Um, it's a personal thing. And so since 2012, I've always, I mean, there were times where I've thought, why do I even need to work within an affiliate context? I can do things on my own. I can just edit and not be bothered about newcomers and not be bothered about volunteers and not even be bothered about this user group. But always to give, to give, give myself is something I've done. During COVID, it was the same thing. Um, and I think that though COVID was the highlight because the, the movement, a lot of people were relying on our pages for information that would be objective and will draw from different sources and give good context because that's one thing that COVID has made or made humanity appreciate context. That it, you know, you just need context to be able to understand what's going on, what is happening here, there. We are very different. We're in very different locations, how this thing connects, how it's spreading. And you needed all of that information in one place because everybody was talking at the same time. And I think that our pages, that's one thing that Wikipedia and all other sources that sought to curate information, that's, that was the gift we gave to people on the internet at that time. So being a part of the group of people that were contributing to these articles and getting other people to contribute, that I think was uh, I think was, was, was the cherry on top of uh, that cake of years of contributing and volunteering for Wikimedia work in Ghana. That was the moment, but I have always been in, in, in the community. I've always contributed to the community um, endlessly, always happy to do it, excited and, and bringing my skill set and, and, and my, my way of doing things professionalism, everything, like being a media person, I always found myself bringing that part of me in there to make sure that everything is moving, everybody trying to keep people happy, among other things. So I think finally, finally, people just said, okay, if we have the chance to nominate someone, it will be her and others. And I think that's what got me on that list. Very cool. Very cool, and as you know, there there is a it's not that there is mystery around the selection of of Wikimedian of the Year, but it is uh, you know it's not like there's an open call or or anything like that. So there does seem to be kind of a I don't know. You do wonder is like the yeah. magic formula. Actually, actually, in twenty in twenty twenty, they <laughs> they reached out to um, and said that they are featuring Wikimedians who are doing great work. That was the call. Apparently, it was for Wikimedian of the Year. Yeah. That was the method for 2020, actually. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the me method for 2020. So it's not like, oh, we're looking for Wikimedian of the Year. No. Because I guess it will become a popularity contest then. Yeah. We're just saying, hey, you know somebody who's done something that you like, um, you've seen around, that you think is cool? I mean, of course, they, the, the methods for recruiting Wikimedians of the Year or nominating might have differed over the years, but that, that yeah, in 2020, I remember there was a something like that. Apparently, it would it would lead to interesting to people yes, nominating someone that will make it onto the list, and then that they take it from there. What's What's really interesting for me is that over the past, I, I, it kind of feels like over this past year, there's been loads of of news stories out of Ghana, in particular with Wikimedia projects. Um, so it's a, mm. the new languages coming online and things like that. Is there something? Do you yeah. think there's something 
Is there something unique about, you think, about the the community in Ghana? Or is this, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, this is what, nine years of an affiliate. So it's kind of, you know, it's an overnight success, nine years in the making. Do you think it's kind of, (laughs) it's just coming to light now, all the hard work that's happened over almost a decade? Yeah, I think that the Guinean community, certain factors apply when when you're dealing with Ghanaians. Um, <laughs> I think that there's an issue of timing. There's an issue of groundwork that Wikimedia Ghana did when we started out, because now we are not the only affiliate in Ghana. So now the number also helps with visibility. Mm. I also think that sometimes Ghanaians, we have our ways and how we approach things. Um, and so um, we people like... When, when a Ghanaian steps onto the world stage, as I've noticed with my contemporaries, I mean, we, we can be quote-unquote brats when we're at home, but when we step into international stages, like Ghanaians I meet, when, when I travel outside, and Ghanaians I've met, let's say even when I, I was schooling in, in the UK, I mean, Cardiff, I would say people tend to be like, you know, congenial, respectful, not in your face. Um, have a quiet confidence. I'm Genesequa going. They are easy to work with. Sometimes I've even had this joke that people would describe Ghanaians as the, as the Canadians of Africa or something like oh, that. Wow. We, yeah, <laughs> was, there's just this joke about um, um, Ghanaians and how we approach things. But of course, not all Ghanaians. It's just quite a big generalization. But generally, among my contemporaries who are really like outward looking or looking to engage with the world, it's, it's about how we sometimes carry ourselves and how we deal with people. That's one. Um, and Wikimedia Ghana also, when we started, it hasn't, the right hasn't been smooth. Mm. We made mistakes we, to, to, to thrive because sometimes when several affiliates um, exist in a, in a region or a location, sometimes there's conflict because the foundation will tell you that Wikimedia business is not a zero-sum game. The fact that there are two affiliates in a particular country or doing the same thing or running the same events or getting the same grants for the same things doesn't mean that you both cannot thrive or the three of you or four of you affiliates cannot thrive in the same space. But sometimes that is a stretch. That's just imagination. The reality is sometimes people will will need help working together. We will need help seeing that actually there's, there's, there's benefit in working together rather than being skeptical or suspicious of each other because you are all doing the same things. And so the Ghanaian community, I think that we learned that very early on dealing with conflict and you know, overcoming conflict and, 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 and trying to be fair with each other and staying out of each other's, I won't say each other's business, but we, all affiliates can thrive. So the more that... Wikimedia Ghana, for example, the first step to saying, oh, there's a, a second affiliate here. And even if we don't work together with them, we should allow them be. No bickering. Let them be. And then they also probably might have learned that very early on. And then when there's a third affiliate, they let that affiliate be. And that third affiliate also would allow the next affiliate to be. And so I think that it's really how maybe Wikimedia Ghana did groundwork and also all, a lot of the Wikimedians who are in the different affiliates doing fantastic things 
the base groups, they all came from Wikimedia Ghana. The strong people in there. Yes. I mean, Open Foundation West Africa, there's Felix Nati, solid guy, solid user group. Um, They do different things, but Felix was a very, one of the very good members of Wikimedia Ghana. But he has, um, he, he and his group also set up an affiliate. There is Sadiq, there is um, Sadat, there are a couple of people. All of these people were people I knew in the beginning with Wikimedia Ghana. So that for me tells me something that we didn't, I won't say we made them because people had their own motivations and their strengths and their perseverance and everything. But at least they started out here. And if we did a terrible job and we made it seem so unattractive, I doubt people would, would be interested in continuing because it can get very discouraging sometimes. But people continued. And now Ghana is very visible. So I think that Wikimedia Ghana, maybe we did something right or wrong, whatever it is. It's, <laughs> it's turned out very well for Ghana in terms of visibility and people taking initiative and seeing mistakes that have already been made and not repeating them and rather standing on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of them to build because in my culture we say something like when you're born into a ditch get getting out is hard right in comparison to somebody that has been born and put on a summit of a hill it's it's so if if we have been in the ditch since 2012 and we have figured out a way to get out and get work done and be visible and apply for grants and learn to do abcd master how to have effective events and all of those things i mean any upcoming affiliate or group of projects should not make the same mistakes that we made. They should be able to do way better than us. Um, the, the base group Wikimedia Ghana, you should be able to do better unless you're not learning or observing. So, and I think it's also given the foundation a lot of understanding into how the Ghanaian community or even the African community works. And so now when a new affiliate comes, they know how to do things better. I have seen the foundation itself grow and how it handled um, affiliates. Um, so I think that Maybe there has been some learning on everybody's part. I love her. Just want to right say now, that. Just want to say that. Just biggest fan. <laughs> I love her. She's brilliant. She's so accomplished, and I'm in awe. <laughs> just like in awe. Yeah, it's it's. You know, you talk about people being like a force of nature. Like there's just is like there's just yeah. taking no prisoners. Uh, yeah. And I, lo- I love that attitude. It's just like this. This is this is what needs to be done, and we're getting it done, kind of thing. And I, you do, you know, but at the same time, with all the consideration of bringing people with you and fostering community and working within the structures that we have and all of those considerations, like very nuanced thinking at the mm-hmm. same time. It's not tunnel vision. It's yeah, uh, really is big picture stuff. While also getting stuff done on the ground, which, you know, yeah. is kind of the, the sweet spot. And it's why people like that get awarded. Yes. And also what I particularly liked is the generosity um, it, within Ghanaian uh, Wiki, Wikimedia or Wikipedia world, that there is no fighting over territory. There's no kind of like, well, I have, I have my own, like, we already have this Wikipedia. Why do you need this other, you know, like, I, I liked that discussion that the fact that they were you know, encouraging the, it was encouraging that there are three separate kind of Wikipedia. What's the word? The 
yeah. like affiliates or affiliates within yeah 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 within the in the country like i think that and that that is a good sign for them if you know what i mean they're not fight they're feeding off each other they're not um taking i really just thought it was brilliant yeah yeah you kind of start to think that you know in certain cases like in ireland should we have an osquelga the comedia group that's mm-hmm. all they do you know and definitely from my point of view having kind of been within within the movement and seeing how there was kind of that shift from big chapters that take care of a huge geographical area and seeing this kind of more thematic and and very regional approach that the user groups, these affiliates, smaller affiliates, which can be, you know, very, very small or quite large, almost chapter sized, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of with employees and things like that, that allowing for that kind of flexibility of shape and size and not having those kind of almost jurisdictions once you have a chapter or a large affiliate kind of saying, well, we don't need any more over there because yeah. there's there's X. And that group may have no capacity to work with a minority language or to work with education or glam or whatever it is because the people who are involved in it just don't have that skill set and it's something that would be really difficult for them to do. Uh, you know, they'd be starting from zero. Whereas if somebody is over there kind of trying to do that work anyway, Might as well. it gives them give them the stamp of approval, get them to work with the other groups that are in their their either regional area or language area whatever it is and give them all different levels of support as and when they they ask for it it makes perfect sense and especially you know if we're talking about countries that are very large or very densely populated or have wildly varying different types of of um culture which you know the there is no u.s chapter you know we, we kind of just yeah it wouldn't wouldn't work so thinking about that and kind of in other contexts around the world i think is really interesting you know I agree. Um, and the again, the interview is much longer uh, and will be up on Headstuff Plus uh, shortly, I hope. Um, for the extended interview is really very good. I mean, just ex- extraordinarily good. Um, well worth listening to. If you want to listen to that, you just have to give me all of your money. And not me personally, the Headstuff Plus network. Honestly, you don't. Well, I mean, if you want to give me your money personally, you can give me your money personally. But in general, just subscribe your five euro a month plus fat. Uh, to the Headstuff Plus network and you will get all of those interviews um, extended interviews for all of our guests um, and at some point in the next month or so you might get some extra added other bonus material um, so keep an eye out for that uh, you also get everybody else in the in the Headstuff world community all of the other podcasts and all of their extra material which I think is wonderful for the bargain price of €5.99 not nine. Sorry, for the bargain price. Never mind. All of that can be yours for the bargain price of five euro a month plus fat, which could be five euro ninety nine. I don't know. Who is this episode's hero, Rebecca? So this week, uh, the week starting the 9th of August, um, is a big one for Wikimedians as this year. It marks the very first virtual Wikimania to ever be convened. Ooh, this is exciting. And I'm assuming you're attending. I am, which makes it the first Wikimania I've attended since 2015. So Wikimania is the flagship conference for the Wikimedia movement, uh, for those of you who haven't heard us allude to it in the past. So not only is it timely for this episode going out, but traditionally the Wikimedian of the year is announced during Wikimania, which means we'll have a new hero for the next episode. Nice. So kind of what sort of events 
are going to be taking place? And like, aside from the obvious new virtual format, is there anything else different about this year? Well, the main thing is that the barriers for attendance are much lower this year. Uh, with no travel costs or visas to worry about, which is a huge issue for a lot of people uh, moving around the world. This year's scholarships have been designed to cover people's technical or connectivity costs or the costs of childcare or other care, for example. So usually there's a finite amount of scholarships for travel. So mm-hmm. you, know, you get bed and board and everything else. Uh, so this year, obviously, loads more people because the scholarships are smaller, but they can cover an awful lot more people in an awful lot more places around the world uh, to ensure their participation. Uh, there's also no limit on attendance because it's virtual um, mm-hmm. and many more. There are many more live and pre-recorded sessions that can be included because of this, um, as well as providing for um, simultaneous language translation of these talks and panels for greater inclusion there, too. Oh, that's brilliant. Any particular panels that you're going to be looking forward to? I have to say, given that there are four tracks and an unconference as well, um, I don't think there's any way for me to call out a few of them this at this stage but I have to say I'm always drawn to GLAM so the galleries libraries archives museums that kind of uh, content but also the minority language um tracks as well or talks and panels and there's also quite a few panels about kind of how to encourage more people into the movement so to get more volunteers um both for within your affiliate or your user group um but also for the various editing of Wikimedia projects as well yeah. so those are the ones I'm definitely going to be very good. Excellent. And will I? Uh, I know um, you said that there's a few sessions that are pre-recorded and all that. Will some of these sessions be available afterwards to people who might not be attending Wikimania? The aim is for all of them, where possible, to be archived, so okay. that they will all go up onto Commons, onto Wikimedia Commons, unless um, and th- this happens. If there's you know certain kind of sensitivity sensitive content at times, talking about say user safety or um, very particular. Um, context, that kind of thing, there might be some contingency for those sort of topics. And um, that perhaps, you know, it's just the material is too sensitive for it to be that widely accessible afterwards. Um, but that's also what some of the unconference space is for, to allow for, you know, what would be usually the meetups that you'd have of mm. an evening, wherever you were. So you might have like a, I don't know, a South American meetup or, you know, an Arab language meetup, that kind of thing. Um that we have this kind of unconference space that allows for those sorts of more social or more, I suppose, freeform um, spaces to happen as well. I hope that you get a lot out of it. I hope so too. I mean, the first sessions, one of the first sessions that's kicking off is about how to uh, recruit and maintain volunteer, volunteers. So I'm going to be there on the 14th of, of August on Saturday at uh, 11 UTC. Uh, tuned for that. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. Rebecca is going to be looking for you. She will hunt you down and she will it force you into a wikiathon, wiki editathon, editathon, wikiathon, whatever, whatever. She'll, make, she'll, she'll make sure that you edit a wiki entry. It hasn't worked for me yet, but that's just because I'm tough, hard as nails. Uh, no, primarily just ruined the dynamic of the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't let show you behind the curtain too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the world according to wikipedia join us in two weeks you can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice follow us on twitter at world underscore wikipedia thanks to patricia o'flaherty for our artwork and headstuff for production assistance go to headstuffpodcast.com for show notes and more information 
and to support the Headstuff Plus network. Hear that, Jimmy? Seal of approval. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who decided to put a seal impression on on tape. No judgment here. <laughs> this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.